0: This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer.
1: Today's episode is being brought to you by Kubota. Together, we do more. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's built right, built ready, and proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. There's farm work to do. Kubota equipment is ready to get it done. Learn more at KubotaUSA.com. I visit here today with Jess McClure. He is the Vice President of Safety and Regulatory Affairs with the National Grain and Feed Association. And we are here to learn more about some of the things that the association does and about the association itself. Jess, I think that's a good place to start. Tell me more about the association itself.
0: Sure. We're the nation's largest and most diverse agribusiness association. We were founded in 1896. Uh, We have over 1,000 member companies And we handle 75% of the U.S. greens and oil seeds.
1: So how do you do that? What are some of the actual work? What is some of the actual work that you do?
0: So we are basically our membership. When you think of our membership, we're uh, grain elevators, uh, feed ingredient and pet food manufacturers, oil seed and corn processors. So, when the organization was founded, it was uh, d- it was to standardize grain inspection and uh, grain grading, develop trade rules and procedures for trade disputes, uh, create a united front for improving rail service, and elevate the professional reputation of the industry.
1: How long has this association been around?
0: So we uh, we celebrated our hundred twenty fifth anniversary uh back in november so we're in our 126th year and just uh uh, had our 126th annual convention in charleston south carolina last week
1: and how many member organizations do you have then
0: so over a thousand uh we're close to i should say a thousand member companies
1: okay very good and are you just in the united states then or do you have members that are outside
0: so we have member uh we have member companies. Uh, so it's obviously our, our membership is in North America, including uh, Canada and Mexico.
1: Okay. Very good. All right. Talking about some specific things that you do. I'm on your website. I know you gave us an overview, but advocacy. Tell me a little bit more what you do in that realm.
0: So when we have our uh, four pillars uh, that uh, are part of our uh, long range plan. So when advocacy, uh, is one of them in addition to safety programs and, and arbitration. and obviously I'll get more into the safety programs. But when we're talking advocacy, we're obviously representing uh, the industry uh, in a wide variety uh, of, um, of ways such as uh, obviously advocacy means on uh, Capitol Hill uh, working with uh, the working with Congress on issues. It also means advocacy working uh, with, uh, with different agencies. Uh, on regulatory issues, uh, and uh, this is both at the uh, federal and uh, and the state level too.
1: Jess, I'll want to come back to some of those issues here in just a little bit. You' also work in arbitration on behalf of your members. Is that right? Correct. What would be an example of something you've done to to work on behalf of your members in that realm?
0: Well, so arbitration, we have our trade rules, so obviously that's something. Uh, our arbitration uh, system that we have. So if there's any uh, dispute that may come up, uh, that's something that uh, through the trade rules and through our arbitration system uh, that can uh, potentially uh, uh, be resolved. Uh, So there's a lot of information on our webpage about that. Uh, So my area of expertise and focus is more on safety, and I'd be happy to kind of uh, get into more detail on that with you.
1: I would appreciate that. So that uh, was what I was going to bring up next is some of the issues I do see on your website, feed, safety, trade, you mentioned that, farm bill, cybersecurity, transportation, barge digital transformation project. That's interesting. Yeah, it, so.
0: It, it, exactly. So the barge, uh, all those programs that you see on our webpage. So when you're talking about transportation issues, that's what issues you're talking about, you know, with rail carriers, talking about interacting with the um, um, service transportation mm-hmm. Uh, Board, uh, When you're talking about uh, uh, the farm bill, obviously, that's uh, what I was talking about before with advocacy on Capitol Hill uh, and working with uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and other agencies. And the same thing, we get into safety, uh, obviously, the work that we do with the Department of Labor. Uh, and OSHA. So there's a lot more information on those topics you mentioned on our webpage for those that aren't aren't familiar, would like to go and learn more. And obviously we have different uh, uh, staff here within the uh, organization that uh, can answer any specific questions they may have. But when you get into safety, you know, obviously we are, when it comes to NGFA, we're very committed to promoting safety and health in the workplace, Uh, and we share our, um, uh, we share the uh, occupational safety and health administration osha's commitment to protecting employees so we have numerous online resources that you mentioned Uh, if you go to the safety section of our webpage you see tip sheets webinars uh, podcasts like we're doing now training videos uh, interactive courses and guidance documents all of that is available uh, a majority of it is free of charge uh, to non-members and then we have uh, training and education programs too uh, so we do in-person training, um, such as regional uh, safety seminars. Uh, we have an annual operations-related conference convey uh, that we're, uh, we're going to be having in Omaha uh, in July. We do a harvest safety week uh, prior to the fall harvest. And we also have a, a stand-up for grain safety week, too, that we're, uh, we work with other uh, grain organizations in OSHA on as well.
1: What would you say is the most common safety issue that you deal with or teach on in general?
0: There's several topics. You know, there's those, uh, I would say the common hazard that occurs within the agricultural industry occurs uh, with producers and in the agribusiness side uh, is engulfments, entrapments inside grain bins. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, 75%, I should say, incidents occur on farm, but obviously that's a very uh, important issue within our industry, and obviously um, uh, uh, grain dust explosions that occur at grain elevators. Uh, uh, that is something that uh, is a very is a high priority topic as well. Uh, so everything having to do with housekeeping and, and preventive maintenance, bin entry. Those are all I would say very uh, important issues uh, within um, within the industry that we've we've done a lot of work on with with OSHA in uh, in um, trying to uh, uh, address the uh, hazards
1: do you ever partner with any other organizations that might be in the same space or and or any academia government agencies anything like that
0: well we primarily work with uh, with OSHA's the regulatory agency the other trade groups we work with that are part of our uh, alliance we work with the grain elevator and processing uh, society which is a uh, professional organizations for many within the grain feed and processing industry. And we work with several other trade groups uh, on a variety of topics. But when it primarily comes to safety, I would say uh, OSHA and Jeeps are the primary groups that we work with.
1: I know you mentioned some things that are coming up, but as of right now, what is on your desk? Like, what are some of the projects or initiatives that you're working on currently?
0: So obviously, a key issue right now within our industry is, uh, and many industries for that matter, is obviously COVID-19. Uh, and, uh, and, and OSHA has a national emphasis program regarding COVID-19. Uh, obviously, um, what is, uh, what, uh, businesses need to do to, to mitigate the hazard. So that's obviously something we are, we are keeping our eye on. Uh, and, uh, obviously we want to make sure our, our members are up to date on any guidance documents or any changes to the program, uh, that the agency may have on those topics. Um, uh, as far as, uh, um, In general, uh, enforcement uh, uh, OSHA has numerous emphasis, uh, numerous regions, and many of these regions have enforcement emphasis programs at grain handling facilities. So we want to make sure that we have a a good line of communication with these um, uh, OSHA area offices and you know specific issues that they may be um, uh, wanting to address uh, during these inspections. And there's several, uh, I would say, uh, rules that are uh, OSHA's in the process of developing too. Uh, One is uh, heat injury and illness prevention uh, that that we uh, have submitted comments on that we're we're working on as well. So those are, I would say, primary issues we're involved with with OSHA right now. Uh, And then as far as the actual activities, our regional, we do regional, uh, as we call it, regulatory compliance seminars um, with our our regional and state affiliates. So we're going to be in Kearney, Nebraska on uh, April 5th, and we're planning to uh, that's the day after the uh, the uh, kickoff event for the Stand Up uh, for Grain Safety Week. That'll also be in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then we're going to be uh, in Indianapolis on July 14th, I believe. Uh, Thursday, July 14th for another uh, Regulatory Compliance Summit R2.
1: Okay. And do you ever work with, in partnership with uh, companies themselves, not necessarily your members, but maybe they are companies that are coming up with new technology and innovation. The one that pops in my mind, because it wasn't too long ago that I did an interview, was with Grain Weevil. Do you, Does your organization partner collaborate on any of those things?
0: Well, we do have those companies are, uh, as they're called, uh, affiliate members, right? They're affiliate members. But as far as partnership goes, you know, very similar to the to the U.S. government that doesn't really uh, endorse particular products. We don't necessarily okay. partner with okay. one particular company to promote one particular product. Uh, there's many companies out there that are involved in developing many uh, products uh, for the industry that could be useful to our members in many ways. So we encourage them, you know, if they want to have an opportunity to um, uh, to be involved in communicate and network with uh, with our member companies, they're more than welcome to join and, you know, participate in events that we have, like our country elevator conference or our annual convention, or as I mentioned, convey that we'll be having uh, in Omaha on July 26th and 27th. That's a good opportunity for them to to um, uh, introduce their their products to our members.
1: Nice. Okay. All right. What else, Just? would you like to say or mention that I haven't asked about?
0: I would say the one thing I didn't really talk about uh, a little bit more details, our Stand Up for grain safety week. That's yeah. part of our alliance that we have with OSHA, uh, the grain uh, elevator and processing society and the grain handling safety uh, coalition. So that event uh, it's, it's, it's part of the alliance we have with OSHA. It's a week long event. It, the kickoff is in uh, Lincoln at the university of Lincoln extension center. And obviously be focusing on, focusing on, um, um, safety within the industry, a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, there'll be um, each day is dedicated to a specific topic, uh, and there's a lot of information uh, on those topics uh, and um, uh, the, the presentations that'll be made. It's a stand standup for grainsafety.org. So stand up it's the number four, grainsafety.org. And uh, a lot of information on there and would encourage everybody to go. It's designed for both producers uh, and for those in the commercial industry as well.
1: And remind me the dates on those again, Jess.
0: So that starts the kickoff is uh, on Monday, April 4th. Uh, That's going to be it'll be a uh, the kickoff event will be at the University of Lincoln uh, Extension. I'm sorry, the University of Nebraska uh, Lincoln uh, Extension Center. There And uh, so that'll be on Monday, April 4th. And then the next day on Tuesday, April 5th, that's where NGFA, we're going to be having a one day regulatory compliance seminar in Kearney, Nebraska. And We're going to have representatives from the OSHA Omaha area office there. And that's a one day uh, event talking about a lot of issues uh, relative to the industry, such as hazard assessment, lockout, tag out and um, having representatives from OSHA there as well.
1: All right. Sounds like a great event. Very worthwhile. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
0: Well, great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been good talking to you.
1: You as well. And again, that's Jess McClure. He's Vice President of Safety and Regulatory Affairs with the National Grain and Feet Association. For more than three decades, U.S. farmers, largely organic, have increased yield with the help of SP1 Classic. As fertilizer costs soar and supply chain challenges loom, DPH Biologicals is expanding access to this trusted biofertilizer to the conventional acre. With TerraTrove SP1 Classic, the complete biofertilizer growers can replace up to 50% of starter fertilizer. Visit dpbio.com to reclaim soil fertility. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's built right, built ready, and proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. There's farm work to do. Kubota equipment is ready to get it done. Learn more at KubotaUSA.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast
1: with your host, Lori Boyer.